Welcome to this month's Leadership Foundation Sidious Playground Whispercast. Now, a whisper is an introduction to an upcoming full-length podcast, and it gives you time to do some thinking and uh, prepare your thoughts for the conversation that's coming. And it also allows you to maybe even ask some questions and comments that we can include in the upcoming podcast. So you can send that, any of your input, to info at leadershipfoundations.org. I'm Rick Enlow. I'm the host here, and uh, I'm here with Dave Hillis. Dave, how you doing? Good, Rick. Good to see you again. Now, we are in the, in the flow uh, uh, of Eucharistic leadership. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of just give us a quick recap of what we're talking about, and then we'll focus on uh, the, the, the movement that we're going to uh, talk about in a full-length podcast. Yeah, as, uh, as most of our regular listeners uh, probably are aware of at this point, we have been uh, talking about uh, the Eucharistic shape of leadership that we think is probably the kind of leadership you need if you're going to take the city as playground seriously and that this Eucharistic leadership isn't just the sacrament that we probably associate it with, but is literally Jesus's life uh, itself Mm -hmm. and that it has four movements to it. Uh, The first, again, being imaged here with Jesus at the Last Supper, uh, he takes the bread uh, and this word taking. Uh, or, you know, as uh, we've talked with others, um, you know, being received. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second is blessed. Um, The third uh, is broken. And then the fourth that we'll talk about is given. And this month, we, uh, with the Whispercast, we have the pleasure of of beginning to kind of um, pull out what what does this issue of broken look like in the Eucharistic leadership? And so when we talk about broken, um, it's in contrast to what most of the time we think about when we think of leadership. Each one of these movements kind of helps us to see like, well, you know, that is, you know, unique. What Jesus left us is uh, definitely unique from what we think of when Mm -hmm. somebody says leadership. And in this particular way, uh, broken in contrast, what we think of uh, as kind of performance driven. Mm -hmm. So explain that a little bit. So. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the further backdrop here is that, that in the first movement, Taken was in response to leadership that is trying to possess. Uh, in the second movement, uh, leadership uh, that is blessed is trying to take on the issue of the provisional nature of leadership. Mm-hmm. The fourth movement, uh, leadership that is given, is trying to take on the idea of, of power, you know, amassing power. Right. So in this third movement, it's specifically um, responding to this this deep and I would call pervasive sense that that if you're a leader you're a performer mm-hmm. um, you know you've got the the bona fides uh, listed up you went to this school mm-hmm. you raised this amount of money you lead this size of organization and 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 there really is an industry Rick around this that not only denies that uh, but actually says yeah it's all about performance. Mm-hmm. And so we, we really think that the Eucharistic leadership and brokenness is is a direct response to say, enough of this. Um, there there are train wrecks and plane crashes all over the leadership foundation world, of people that just burned out uh, yeah. because it was always all the time everywhere about perform perform perform, and so we think that brokenness allows us now to begin to receive ourselves our foibles, our misgivings, our missteps, uh, not as something that illegitimizes us, but maybe is actually the legitimate 
thing and, mm-hmm. and person that we are as and leader. you know what's interesting is that i think the part of the mythology is that the the better we are at performing the more influential we are mm-hmm. or you know as a leader mm-hmm. and then it's really not that's really not true because the people that have had the greatest influence or have drawn people in yep. um have been those who are willing to say you know i don't i don't have it you know, I'm actually a broken or, you know, I'm allowing, um, that construct of myself to be broken. That's right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that we'll talk about, um, you know, the full length podcast is that, you know, we want to immediately say it, it's not broken in the sort of sense that, that God, Jesus just likes to break stuff. Um, yeah. But it's broken in the sense that we are constantly, uh, just in ourselves, but particularly within our leadership style, building up, you know, little false idols, false selves, uh, deepening our, our sense of shadow self. And so what the breaking process actually does, um, and you get this image in the bread, is you're, you're getting into the core, right, mm-hmm. of, of who we are, um, what makes us tick. Um, and that ultimately that's what is going to make uh, a good leader a good leader is when she is is beginning to operate from that place that is authentically them it's mm-hmm. who they are yeah and of course not to jump ahead to given but if you you know it's hard to distribute something that's not been divided right mm-hmm. i mean you know i mean that's just the way it goes you guys unless just one person is going to receive it you know yeah. and that's the idea but now we've had uh like a larry lloyd who talked to us uh uh about blessed and, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sarah Morcor, who was, she was uh, talking to us about the whole idea of, um, uh, no, it was taken. Larry was taken. taken and, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sarah was blessed. But this, who we anticipating a, a conversation with in, in this next uh, chapter of, of. Yeah, we have the, uh, the, the very good pleasure of uh, talking with uh, Dr. Chris Rock. Um, now, of course, uh, all of our listeners will go, the Chris Rock, and it's it's like, well, it's the Chris Rock, but not that Chris yeah. Rock. Chris with a K. Chris with a K. Yeah. Um, actually, just as a little funny aside, uh, because Chris so many times, he would be speaking somewhere, and they'd say, hey, Chris Rock's going to be here, and of course, he was always uh, walking into situations that's like going, you're not Chris Rock. <laughs> so we actually had a friend that took a picture of the Chris Rock and him as Chris Rock and kind of melded it together and so it hangs <laughs> on his uh on his office wall of just this really weird looking face that uh, is, uh, yeah i have a i have a friend who his actual name is bill gates you know i mean that's just his name but he mm-hmm. he always has to face that when uh he makes a restaurant reservation <laughs> you know, he gets kind of a nice table and then he's a huge disappointment to them when he shows up right. like you know 10 percent tip you know so, uh, but, but right. Chris is going to be our guest. Yeah, and uh, and so Chris and I, uh, uh, well, when when I was thinking about this, Rick, um, I immediately thought about Chris because Chris has been a, a wonderful conversation partner through the years around a number of things. Um, he's, he's one of the most creative uh, theologians I know out there, uh, particularly as it relates to, to urban issues. Um, and I have had a chance to know him for, you know, gosh, almost 30 years now. Uh, had the privilege of actually being his trainer way back in the days when we were on the Young Life staff together and doing urban work here in Tacoma. And then later his, his boss um, when he was uh, the urban director in Portland. Mm-hmm. 
And then from there, Chris went on to get his uh, MDiv, um, ran a youth ministry in Portland, or uh, in, in Philadelphia for, for a number of years uh, called MUD, uh, Making Urban Disciples, uh, mm-hmm. which was a creative idea, um, came back to the Northwest, where at that point he took MUD and it became at that kind of time uh, in the world, uh, the Center for Transforming Mission, which ultimately now is, is Street Psalms. And Chris is the executive director of Street Psalms. Uh, they exist uh, to develop incarnational leaders in tough places uh, really around the world. And through all this, um, as Leadership Foundations has looked to uh, you know, have somebody, a group that could really uh, begin to help us train uh, our 40 you know plus leadership foundations around the world um, it, it didn't take us long to get to street psalms and ask them to be our training partner moving forward so mm-hmm. um, chris uh, along with his mdiv got his uh, his doctorate uh, at baki graduate university um, and actually i love this says a lot about chris uh, the title of his dissertation is the the geography of grace mm-hmm. um and he's just got a, a really, uh, I don't quite know how to say it other than just a, a really unique perspective on what I think the Holy Spirit is up to um, and is able to both articulate it and write about it mm-hmm. uh, in ways that I find um, always um, illuminating, uh, helpful. And, uh, and so it, it will be both uh, a great joy just because of the good friend and colleague he's been, but also I think a very encouraging thing for our listeners because he'll say some things that are going to be quite fascinating. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the things that, you know, I've learned from you, uh, you know, is that uh, to have a, a, a robust theology requires also a, a robust anthropology and mm-hmm. I think a robust philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think uh, it's fun to, because uh, I consider Chris kind of a, a, a philosopher, certainly urban mm-hmm. urban philosopher for sure. And uh, so it's going to be great to hear from him, especially as it relates to, um, you know, the idea of, of brokenness as a distinctive of uh, real leadership that, you know, that reflects who Jesus was. And, you know, understanding Eucharistic leadership, uh, putting us in a position to really like honestly consider the the city a playground not just say that but yeah. but really really uh, live that out yeah in fact i mean you know as, as so often is true about the kingdom of god um is it's it's counterintuitive um you know and you know i've talked about this before but i i'm reminded of the counterintuitiveness of the kingdom every time i you know fly somewhere and there's that moment where you know someone will say now in case the plane is going through some kind of turbulence and you know, we need to do some protective measures, um, you know, this oxygen mass will drop out of the roof. And I always, at that moment, will look <clears throat> at those that are sitting next to little kids, because this is, this is the, the magic. Please put the mask on your face before you put it on the little kid's fa- or mm-hmm. your child. Yeah. Um, the notion being that, you know, if, if you aren't alive, there's no way that the, the kid will be alive. But your instinct tells you, well, no, of course I would you know, put it on yeah. my, my child. And I think that for me has been a, a good image of what, just when you kind of go, well, naturally then you would do this with, you know, this resource or this idea. 
Jesus says, no, here, here's, here's the counterintuitive move. And I, mm-hmm. I give that backdrop, Rick, to say that, that in Eucharistic leadership, um, particularly this idea about being broken, it's the mask on yourself. It's, it's this counterintuitive, like, I, I don't quite get it. I thought, I thought the city was a playground. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does brokenness have to do yeah. with playground? But it's going to be, and I think we'll explore this with Chris, to the degree that you can um, uh, confront yourself, um, understand yourself, um, be responsible for yourself, all of which these things are, I think, you know, dependent on brokenness, is to the degree that you can get to the liberating vision that a city can actually be a playground. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can't get there apart from this this portal of brokenness. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, one of the things that's really great is that um, we always try to pipe in these sounds of the city. So it sounds like we're really in a city when we do this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> which actually, no, that is the actual sound of the street behind us. So that uh, it, that's what leg- legitimizes our, our podcast. But we're, we're looking forward to that. So that's going to come up in our uh, full-length podcast. And mm-hmm. we uh, want you to lean into that and, uh, and uh, tell everybody, so that you can uh, be a part of that thought process. And again, uh, you can always uh, add your ideas and send questions to info at leadershipfoundations.org. So we'll see you at the full-length podcast, Dave. Sounds good, Rick.